Monday, September 27. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Tim Gilbert and I am joined by my great mate Shane Lee. And Shane, I've been looking forward to this day for a long, long time. Not because of any football, not because of any sport, but I just want to hear the seafood that you laid out. The manly <laughs> fishmongers open and you said you were going to do an AFL grand final day. What did you do? Mate, it was extraordinary. I'm a little bit worse for wear today, mate. It was, it was quite. I drank quite a bit of my own. But um, now it started with uh, for the, for the rugby league. Obviously, the the semi final started with um, some nice fresh uh, Sydney Rock oysters. I um, mean, some nice fresh prawns. But then I did the chili crab pasta, mate, for the AFL, and it was uh, exceptional. God, you've come a long way from Oak Flats. You really have. You really have. We've got a lot to talk about. The Melbourne Demons, ding dong, the witch is dead. 57 years, they win the premiership over the Western Bulldogs. The Panthers and the Rabbits, what a delightful grand final. That's the only word I can use because I'm sort of happy Melbourne aren't there. And Nick Kyrgios says he's going to retire again. Let's get into it. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Shane, the blue and the red, the blue and the red, and the song just kept going on Saturday night. It was an amazing win. I thought the Bulldogs, when they came back, I thought, hey, hang on, this is not going to happen. And then, boy, oh, boy, it just blasted off. Yeah, it was a great win. I, I tipped the um, the red legs to, uh, to win by four goals. How wrong was I? They won by about twenty. Um, it was one hundred and forty to sixty six in the end, Timmy. And um, yeah, the Melbourne the Melbourne D's mate fifty seven year curse comes to an end in front of sixty one thousand people um, at Optus Stadium in Perth. And and Christian Petrarca, who we spoke a lot about this year, had a grand final record with thirty nine possessions. No one's ever had more possessions in an AFL grand final, and he won a Norm Smith medal. But they were too good, mate. They they blasted the Bulldogs off. The the park in the first quarter they came back second quarter and then the next half was all Melbourne mate and um and a fantastic win for the Melbourne Football Club and you mentioned Christian Petrarca there getting the Norm Smith medal and of course Norm Smith was the coach of Melbourne last time that they won the premiership back in 1964 and it it has been a very very lean time since of course the grand final here but they haven't won anything but they had such a wonderful wonderful history he virtually grabbed that game by the scruff of the neck, didn't he? Like the way that he he just turned things around from the centre bounce and just said, "Come on, guys, come with me." Yeah, he did, mate. And uh, and he also scored their first goal. He kicked a sort of around the corner kick from from almost outside the fifty. Um, but just a, he had the real X factor. He had had that all season. But they were good all around the park, you know. I thought Oliver was fantastic. I thought Brown, Ben Brown kicked a few key goals. Pickett was really good on ball. Um, and Simon Goodwin, the coach, I thought, has had a fantastic season, was shedding a tear towards the end. The only thing that I was disappointed in, Tim, was was the halftime entertainment in Birds of Tokyo. They were they were rubbish. I think six and out's better than them. Six and out? 
Maybe. Well, there, has, there hasn't been a glorious history, has there, for, for either the NRL or the AFL Grand Finals when you think of Meatloaf. Now, he, 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 he got served cold at one AFL Grand Final, then you had Billy Idol at the Rugby League. I'm waiting for some power! It's sort of, yeah, very hard to pull off. Uh, I like those songs of Birds of Tokyo, but it just didn't work, particularly for TV. I don't know how it sounded there, but it, it didn't look good. Um, what about the Rugby League? What about... Penrith, the Penrith Panthers, Ivan Cleary's men. Mate, coached very well, weren't they? Yeah, winning 10-6 to 6 over the storm. The Panthers have, a, have the best defensive record in the competition, and they proved that, holding up twice Melbourne over the line. Brilliant. But it was the, the key moment when Cleary went to dummy half, picked the ball up from dummy half and kicked across field when Ado Carr was in off his wing, and Crichton was out there to collect it and score the first try. It was brilliant coaching and um, something I'd never seen before, that, that kick from dummy half across field. Yeah, and they were a bit nervous because of that tackle, but he's been cleared. Nathan Cleary, of course, is pivotal for that Penrith side. And Wayne Bennett, South Sydney, Russell Crowe. It it really is appetising, isn't it, this grand final? Two Sydney teams. Yeah, definitely, mate. And um, it's funny that Ivan Cleary has come out. He said he's not going to engage with Wayne Bennett. Wayne Bennett is the best coach in the competition, so he's really he's really playing himself down now, and um, he's going to refuse to get into a bit of a, a verbal stoush with Wayne Bennett, rightly so, because Wayne is very very good at taking the focus off the team. But yeah, it's, it's nice to have an all Sydney final, and um, who are you going to tip, Timmy? Um, look, I think South Sydney in a close one. I know Penrith have got the best defence in the game and they've been extraordinary the past couple of weeks, but I just reckon Souths attack a little bit differently. That's why I thought they'd beat Manly on Friday. And, you know, with Reynolds and, and Cody Walker and, and the way that Cameron Murray works the back of the scrum, you've got Damien Cook and, and a really good back line, a good forward pack. I, I just reckon Souths, and it, it would just, wouldn't it put a bow on the end of Benji Marshall's career? Yeah, what a fantastic career he's had. Um, it'll come down, I don't know, is Reynolds fully fit? Yeah, well, he's got nine days to get over that, that leg injury, but he played. It was only the goal kicking that he didn't do. Everything else he did well. Mm. What about you? Who do you think, mate? I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Penrith. I really hope they win. I think they've had a fantastic two years, um, and I think they need to win because they lose three key players at the end of this season. So that uh, opportunity to win a premiership with that two years of having a great team uh, will close quickly. So I'm. I'm yeah, emotionally, I'm going to go for Penrith. Rugby league tends to just thrive on controversy and drama. What about young Reese Walsh? Uh, on the Gold Coast. Yeah, caught with cocaine in his pocket. Um, he's a young guy. He needs to learn from this. And, um, yeah, not, not a great look for him and, and for his family. So he'd be very, very disappointed with that. Yeah, a few others in the past that have been caught said, oh, someone put it in my pocket. At least he owned up to it. He did, mate. And um, he says he's going to go straight to drug and alcohol counselling. So good on him for that. But, um, yeah, uh, this day and age, mate, you can't be doing that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's a talented player. Now, soccer, the football, the world game, Tottenham and Arsenal. I know that all my... Uh, uh, English soccer fans have been all over this. This uh, the London derby, the London derby, mate. It was was a three nil in the end, Tim. I think it was, and um, and they were all over him. Yeah, it was uh, the Spurs not not living up to, I suppose, the the expectations prior to the match because you expect that sort of derby to be a lot closer. Yeah, Arsenal three one. I think uh, they, we we don't want to take a goal off Tottenham yet, but uh, yeah, a good win for them. Um, the cricket, there's so much cricket about the women's team. They finally got beaten. They finally did, mate. Timmy, so twenty five wins in a row. I think it's about 1,297 days they haven't lost a game for the, the our female 
our cricketers. Um, they scored 265 and India chased it down. Um, and it was funny because uh, the young girl, Kerry, who who this, in the second game, she won the match for Australia um, by hitting a, a no ball um, to, to the boundary and not getting out and, and getting Australia home, only to bowl the no ball in the last match and, and cost Australia the match. So she went from, from hero to villain. But taking nothing away from that, that uh, our women's cricket team, they've been exceptional. Yeah, and, and a couple of the men's team, because we're starting to see some uh, first-class cricket being played. Travis Head getting some runs. Josh Phillippe getting some runs. Yeah, Travis Head, who was dropped quite famously from the Boxing Day test last year, um, has made a fantastic start to the Sheffield Shield season, scoring 163 for the Redbacks. Um, and Josh Phillippe, who went away with the Australian cricket team on a T20 tour, um, his first Australian tour, um, which we all know was a was a disaster, um, and and the pressure was on Justin Langer post that, but uh, he's come back and scored a really really handy fifty for Western Australia and um, said he'd love another chance in the uh, green and gold. It's going to be interesting to see the makeup of uh, the Test team. Look, the bowlers pretty much picked themselves, but that batting lineup it's going to be interesting to see uh, how that all falls for the Australian cricket team. Now, Nick Kyrgios, I know that lots of people in and around tennis are saying he's changed, he's this, he's that. I don't know about you, Shane. This guy, he just continues to annoy, doesn't he? Like talking about retirement again. What is it about him? Yep, and I, I think personally, um, I've been one of his biggest supporters. I've, I've always thought he had the ability to win a major, but he just seems sad now. And um, yeah, I think he's really just wanting someone to tell him to leave. And I think he's really struggling with the um, with the public actually quite liking him a little bit. But he just sort of said, you know, it's probably the last time he's going to play the Labor Cup. Um, it's definitely his last tournament for this year. He needs to go home and get his body right before the Australian Open. But he just said every tournament, he just doesn't feel himself, doesn't feel whether he should be there. Maybe he should retire. 26 years of age, he'll regret it, but maybe he should. He's hard to watch. He really yeah. is hard to watch. Uh, he came on with so much expectation as a young guy at Wimbledon. And look, you can only be what you are. But uh, look, from a from a spectator reporter's perspective, Nick Kyrgios, he's a he's a story and a half. You just want a bit of fight from him, don't you? And um, yeah, he played Sissipas, who is number two or three in the world. But he just didn't didn't fight at all, and you know he just got dominated six three six four. Yeah, and the, the under the leg shots, all that sort of mm. garbage. Now yeah. Daniel Ricciardo, uh, on a more positive front, he's really hit some form, hasn't he, for McLaren? He has, mate. Uh, a very successful win only a couple ago, and um, was 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 dominating in this um, Formula One. Was in second position, um, only to go into a pit stop and come out fourteenth. It was a slow; they couldn't get his left tire off. So, um, but he fought his way back and ended up finishing fourth. Uh, in this Grand Prix, he's definitely back. Yeah, fourth at the Russian Grand Prix is, is a great finish, isn't it? Because as you as you mentioned, he won a short time ago, and and before that, people were starting to say, was this the right move for both McLaren and Daniel Ricciardo? Well, he's starting to prove that it is the right move. So brighter things ahead for him. Now, boxing. Uh, what about this? Talk about the money. And uh, the, the the fight is in ruins. Mate, big time. I watched this fight, Anthony Joshua versus um, the Ukrainian Alexandra Yusak, who's a southpaw. And Joshua, being the heavyweight champion, just didn't look himself. And this guy just got inside him and, and just kept putting putting a few on, on his virulin, mate. But um, what it really cost, uh, Joshua lost the fight, but it cost him a matchup that would have been worth $377 million if he won that fight and then took on Fury. So expensive, expensive loss for Anthony Joshua. Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely, three hundred and seventy-seven million to get you a long way on a ferry, Shana. Now, um, yep. often we see sports uh, play other sports as part of their preparation for their own game. Like I've often seen you guys at, at you know cricket, where the before the game you might be playing a bit of AFL, you might be doing mm. a bit of this, but it's also part of pre-season too, isn't it? And you've got a a yarn going back a couple of years where you were on the softball diamond, is that correct? <laughs> well, softball was never one of my big sports at school, but uh, pre-season the coach is always looking for something something different and trying to uh, keep you focused during a, a long, hard pre-season. And we went out to Homebush to take on the New South Wales women's softball team. Um, I must say the guys weren't that excited to be going all the way to Homebush to, to play a game of softball. But when we got out there, the girls were just chirping us and sledging us. Um, and they struck Michael Bevan out first um, and they absolutely gave it to him, called him useless. Did and he get the shits? He got the shits big time, which which was funny to watch. And then Kevin Roberts, who also played Creed for New South Wales, became the CEO of Creed Australia, who was a batsman, uh, went up next. And as this girl pitched the ball, um, he struck it harder than they've ever seen and it went straight back and hit this poor girl, uh, let's just say with where mum never kissed her, and uh, that was the end of the uh, <laughs> the preseason thing. The poor girl, we had to call an ambulance, and um, oh. yeah, the sled the sledging stopped pretty quickly from the girls after that. But it was uh, yeah, it was an ugly scene to watch. Goodness gracious me, she's obviously <laughs> recovered, okay? Um, yeah, I think she has. Yeah, but Kevin Roberts, yeah, the the CEO. It was only a short time in the top job at Cricket Australia, but um, mm, that's memorable. Yeah, it was, <laughs> especially for her. Have you played softball since? Never, mate. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, wonderful sponsors in Maine Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And our great producer, Dan McHugh. We'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.